0: Greetings and welcome to a new episode of Scotty Knows Podcast. I know it's been a minute, but it's baseball season. Um, And here is my baseball preview. I know I'm running a little bit late here, but I've been a little bit under the weather and it's uh, finally feel like I can do this without sounding like I'm on death's door. So let's get right to it. We'll start with the American League East. My favorite to win that division is the Toronto Blue Jays. I feel they're the most complete team in the American League East. They've added some pitching and Chris Bassett, um, which isn't an earth-shattering move, but what it does is it builds up innings and it spreads out the strength of their starting pitching a little bit more. Um, They've also um, made kind of a bold move in breaking up their little uh, party they had in there with sending Teoscar to, to Seattle and sending Lourdes Guriel to Arizona. Um, and they've brought in some more uh, business-like uh, vibe to the room, um, which I feel is not a terrible thing. I think the management realized that the fun is great but you got to win ball games when it matters. And the Blue Jays kind of have struggled with that the last two years, even though they were getting better. Uh, They weren't getting over the hump. I believe the additions they made in Varshow will help. Um, And so I believe the Blue Jays are just a little bit better offensively than my second place team, which is the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays – have by far the best pitching, I believe, Um, the best defense. Um, I like what their offense does, but they don't have a lot of home run power, and that um, at times leaves them a little vulnerable uh, to really good pitching because you don't have the ability to to get – a home run and, and chip away at some some of these good pitchers. Um, but I believe that the um, the new rules will help the Rays and the fact that they will steal some more bases. Um, having Brandon uh, B. Lau, Brandon Lau healthy this year will help with their power. Um, also getting Wanda Franco healthy this year. Um, we well, should add some extra power to it. Um, I like what they've done. I think the Rays you know know what they're doing. And I think if they're a team that might be able to add at the trading deadline, add a piece or two to put them in position to be uh, a World Series competitor in the American League East. Um, third place, I think... Uh, really depends on the health of Carlos Rondon for the Yankees. Um, if Rondon ends up being hurt all year and only pitches ten to fifteen games, um, the Yankees will not be competitive with the top two teams, and they will be battling for probably that last wild card spot. Um, I see the Blue Jays as a high ninety win team. I see the Tampa and a high ninety win team. I see the Yankees at a high 80-win team. I don't think they're a high 90-win team. Um, I know everybody loves Volpe, and I think he's going to be a stud. But, hey, everyone knows most rookies uh, struggle their first season. You know, he may hit his homers. He's going to steal his bases. But he's probably only going to hit, you know, minimal. I truly believe that if this this Yankee team didn't play in Yankee Stadium, if they played in a real major league ballpark, um, they would be probably a below 500 team. But this team is built to play in their ballpark, which is smart. Um, However, it's not good enough this lineup is just not good enough. You look at their lineup, and my God, man, Judge is obviously a monster. Um, I, would, I would throw him a pitch. If the game – <laughs> unless the Yankees are losing by more than a run, I wouldn't throw that guy a pitch. I, I just wouldn't. Like there's nobody else in that lineup that I don't think I should be getting out. You've got Judge Giancarlo can be pitched to, you know the outfield that Aaron Hicks and 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 Harrison Bader and who's even hurt and Cabrera and you know Rizzo I guess is, used to be a professional hitter he, he had two thirty last year he's got a bad back you know but certainly can pitch to Rizzo, especially if you weren't in Yankee Stadium. In Yankee Stadium, Rizzo's tough because he could pull one down the line 250 feet and hit a home run. But, you know, he, you know, LeMay, he is a professional hitter. I. But who knows what his health really is, if it's deteriorated health is going to be permanent thing or if he was just a bad back last year and he's back, who knows. You know, Torres, 250 hitter that hits a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium. He had, you know, everybody points to 2019. But if you look at 2019, you have to throw out all the home run numbers because 2019 was the juice ball year. And just about everybody in the league had their best season by a mile in 2019. Throw those out. Torres hit 28 home runs in I didn't look it up because I don't care enough, but I will tell you that the the year he had his monster year, he had 18 home runs against the Orioles. Like Torres doesn't scare anybody. Donaldson doesn't scare anybody. You know, Trevino somehow made the all-star team last year, I guess because they wanted to put the full tent over the circus of him and Cortez. Um I don't know. I, I don't see it. I don't see this team. Garrett Cole is great. But then who they if if Rondon doesn't pitch? They don't even have a two or a three. I know they were counting on Severino, which was still a garbage pitcher. Who are you pitching? Who are the Yankees trotting out there to start these games? And it's not like they're bullpen. Has John Wetland and Mariano Rivera at the back end anymore? Like, they got a bunch of guys that are okay. But, you know, you can only go halfway through the season with guys throwing five-inning starts before your bullpen completely falls apart. That takes us to the Red Sox. The Red Sox, also, they may hit they may surprise some people in here. I th- I actually like the Red Sox lineup better than the Yankees lineup, top to bottom. Um, I think they're better. Uh, but their pitching is a hotter mess. Like, they're running Kluber out there on opening day. Um, and they lost 10-9 to the Orioles. Um, and the Orioles bullpen kind of did most of that damage yesterday. Um, that game was like 10 10- three or ten four and a bunch of garbage runs turned into a into a game late um, so I think three four five in that division the Orioles Yankees and Red Sox can finish in any particular way I will give it to the Yankees only because they have judge and they and they have a greater home field advantage than the other teams, I guess. So I'll go Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox, but they'll all be within three, four games of each other, and they'll all be seven or eight games behind the other, seven to eight to 10 games behind the Blue Jays and Rays. We'll go to the AL Central now. AL Central could be interesting because the White Sox are supposed to be good. Um, the back end, of their bullpen, Liam Hendricks had, uh, I guess, had some cancer issues. Um, so he's not obviously ready to pitch um, and won't be until probably mid-season. Um, they got Lopez in that bullpen. They got Graveman in the bullpen. Those guys aren't terrible, but they're going to lose a couple of games they shouldn't in the bullpen. The question is, what is Lucas Giolito? Right, because we know Cease is a beast. Right, Lance Lynn is a workhorse. He's going to pitch. You know, he's going to pitch to a high three, low four ERA, burn a bunch of innings. He'll look great some nights, get knocked around other nights. Um, that's just who he is. But the question is, who is Giolito? Is he who he was two years ago? Is he who he was last year? Um he was a lost boy last year, and that's kind of why the White Sox finished 81 and 81. Um they have a bunch of injuries. Luis Robert can't stay healthy. He hasn't ever once yet. Jimenez hasn't stayed healthy yet. Um Moncada hasn't stayed healthy for a full season. They got a bunch of guys that are supposed to be really good, that don't play a lot of games. And then when they play the games, they do okay, but they're up and down. Um, they got a new manager, and that may help. Because clearly, you know, the, the White Sox had a young, vibrant team. And the general manager decided the best thing when you have a young, vibrant team is to bring in you know, uh, Mussolini to be the manager. Um, A hundred-year-old Tony LaRusso who, you know, I haven't had an argument with my friend Tom McPhillie who's in Chicago and watches the White Sox and is a fan, supporter, I should say, maybe not a fan. Um, They had that kid Mercedes last year that was just smacking the ball all over the world early April. Um, and then there was a game they were winning 10 nothing or whatever. Some shit pitcher threw a 3-0 meatball over the plate with the bases loaded, and the kid swung at it and crushed it, hit a home run, and La Russa thought it would be the best way to handle that because he broke baseball's unwritten rules, which are the most ridiculous, tired, old man on the lawn – the unwritten rule in baseball is the most ridiculous thing. Like, there's, there's certain things you don't do. And I'll point to Florida Atlantic in the Final Four last week. Charlie Dickinson stopped playing defense with six seconds left. They all stopped playing defense. They didn't foul because they were losing by eight or nine, and they surrendered. And the kid from Florida Atlantic decided it was a good time to go try to tomahawk dunk. The clown missed the dunk on top of it, but that's shitty sportsmanship. Swinging at a three-zero pitch because your guy can't compete is not my problem. La Russa was wrong for embarrassing this kid publicly. He didn't even address it with him in the bullpen in in, in the clubhouse. He took to the media to say, oh, he shouldn't have done that. It's an unwritten rule. It was awful. I'm going to talk to him about that. We don't do that here. Screw you, old man. (laughs) He totally fucked that kid up. He never – that kid ended up going into the minors three weeks later. He was carrying the team for the first month of the season. He may have completely tanked anyway, but Larusa expediated expedited that. And it demoralized the vibe of that team. I don't care what anybody says. You can't prove me wrong because they went completely into the toilet. And I think La is, you want to talk about – here's a hot take for you. Tony La is one of the most overrated managers in baseball history. All, his, all, of, all of his World Series trophies. You want to talk about – you're throwing – you're keeping Bonds and Clemens – and McGuire out of the Hall of Fame. Why the fuck is La Russa in the Hall of Fame? All of his World Series are because guys that were juicing. Fuck that guy. Who would have thought the American League Central would trigger me like this? (laughs) All right, so the White Sox are interesting because we don't know what the hell they are. but we do know is the Cleveland Indians are, I think, the most complete team in the division. I do think offensively that they're going to be up and down. Um, I think they have the best pitching. But, I, you know, there are some guys that we don't know if they're going to duplicate what they did. Jimenez had a monster year last year. I don't know if that's who he is. That's his first year. You know, Rosario had a really good offensive year. I, You know, I don't know what they are. Oscar Gonzalez could be a guy. They got a lot of things from weird places last year, but I believe, you know, Josh Bell will help. They, I, I think the Indians are, are the best team in the division, and they'll probably win it. Um, I like what the Twins have done with their pitching. And in that division, good pitching will squash the mediocre hitting of just about all of these teams. So I picked the Twins for second place, and I think the Twins will be a wild-card team. I believe the Indians will be a low-90 win team. I believe the Twins will be a high-80, low-90 team. They'll be within five games of each other. The White Sox will probably be in third place and kind of sort of maybe a mid 80 win to a 500 team. And then there's the Royals and the Tigers who are both non-competitive baseball teams. Um, they're awful. Um, and should both be ashamed of themselves about the product they're putting on the field. Um, and unfortunately for the twins, White Sox and, and guardians, um, they don't get to play them 18 times each anymore with all the games being spread out. So everybody's going to get to feast on those three teams. Uh, so their wins and losses will be reflected in that, and they'll probably all lose about four wins each um, or eight wins each in that division. Um, so that, uh, we're not going to waste time talking about the Royals and Tigers. There's nobody on either of those teams we're talking about. AL West, we're moving on to another interesting, interesting division. The Astros have added Jose Abreu. They've lost Jose Altuve for two months. They lost Justin Verlander. They didn't replace him. Um, They have a closer in Presley who is aging, and, um, and I wonder at what point does he lose his grip on the closer job there? Because I feel like he's, I feel like it's coming to a point where like Kimbrell was when he kind of fell apart. Um, he's thrown a lot of innings and a lot of high leverage innings because they've been in the playoffs a lot. And I believe that that's wear and tear on Presley and his age, um, his mileage that, that they've put on that kid. Um, So the question is, yeah, can these guys that pitched a bunch of six-inning games last year, can those guys stretch out to seven innings and help the bullpen a little bit? Um, I don't think the Astros' lineup as it's constructed is as good as it's been in the past. Um, Although Alvarez played last night and hit a bomb, I don't know what that mysterious hand injury that keeps popping up on him is if he goes down for any extended time that lineup becomes mediocre and the Astros could be in a dogfight all season long um I think they're going to be actually in a fight this year all season long regardless I just don't see the oomph in that team I don't I don't see it um and losing Altuve is a huge loss. Because it's. they say two months, but I think it's going to be probably closer to three. So I think you're not going to see him until almost the all-star break. Um, you know, who knows what the... And then how long it's going to take him to feel right. It, hand injuries are tough for hitters. Um, I think that the, uh, the Astros could be in for a battle this year. The Rangers... <clears throat> They're going to hit. And the question is whether they're going to pitch. And when I say the question is whether they're going to pitch, they had the big signing of Jacob DeGrom. Is he going to pitch? Is he going to be Jacob DeGrom? Is he going to pitch like he did last year hurt or not quite right? I shouldn't say he was hurt. He wasn't quite right. DeGrom, you could see last year at the end of the season, he was trying to man up because – Scherzer was trying to man up and pitched hurt. DeGrom tried to do it, too, because they knew it was an opportunity. DeGrom, in his brain, knew it was going to be his last to in New York. He was going try to try to do something with it. Um, but he wasn't right, and he didn't have all his pitches, and all his pitches weren't the same. He, he couldn't throw that slider the way he normally threw it, and he got beat up by the Braves and he got beat up by the Padres, and the rest was history. If DeGrom's not right, and he can't pitch the way DeGrom pitches, as you saw yesterday, the Phillies beat him up. I mean, it was a tough start. Facing a team that he's seen a million times that knows him was probably not the best way to start his American League debut, but it was also a Philly team. That's missing Bryce Harper. That's missing Reese Hoskins. So I, and he still got beat up. You know, he can't complain about run support. The the Rangers scored 11 runs. He just wasn't around for to be the beneficiary of it. Um, The Rangers are going to hit. They're a good team. And then you got Seattle. Seattle's another very good team. Seattle's going to pitch. They've got a strong bullpen. They've got strong starters. And if Ty France is healthy and hits this year, the addition of Teoscar, they've got Julio, who's a beast. They field the ball very well. I'm going to go out on a limb. The Mariners are going to be the AL West champion. And the Astros will come in second. And then Rangers will come in third. And then the Angels and the A's. Yeah, I I don't know how the Angels could have the two... Well, I don't even know if Trout is, you know, a top five player in the league anymore. I know it's blasphemy, but um, he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But he doesn't stay on the field. He can't run anymore. Yeah, he's a very good player. But the Angels have managed to have... Otani and Trout for four years now, and they can't manage to put a winning team around them. It's kind of an embarrassment that Artie Moreno has done. And, you know, I, my only thing is I can say is that his Albert Pujols signing was the cause of all of this. You know, Pujols, signing Pujols, who was an old man at the time, a ten-year contract that he had a, that he almost played out, for God's sakes, you know he he never signed another big free agent after that. They they thought Pujols was going to be enough to get shots, oh. you know, and he couldn't do it. Now they've got Otani and they can't do it. They haven't put anything with those two guys. That's enough about the Angels. They don't deserve any more than that. The A's, you know. I felt bad for that team. The the horrible facilities; they couldn't get a free agent to go there, even if they threw money at them. They would have to pay probably three times more than anybody other offered to get a good free agent to show up in Oakland. You know the California state taxes, and those facilities are absolutely garbage. Um, Nobody would want to stay there or play there. It's just. The way it is. So in the American League, we got the division winners. We got Blue Jays, we got Guardians. I want to say Indians. Guardians and the Mariners. The three wild cards would be the Astros, the Rangers, and the Rays. No, I'm sorry. Astros, Twins, and Rays, and I believe I like in a short series. I'm going to go out on Olympia. The Twins are going to win their first playoff. They're going to break that 18-game playoff losing streak. They're going to win at least a game this year. Um, even though I have to say they're they're changing their hats. Should. They should lose playoff games every year until they fix that. Uh, their hats are awful. Go from a beautiful interlocking TNC to this basic, it's, it is mayonnaise font M that they put on their hat. It's ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to pick my AL champion to be the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners will win the American league this year. All right. We're going to move on to the national league. The national league East, probably the most competitive division in all of baseball. Um, I think top to bottom, it's the best division in baseball. Um there's no real uh, – the Nationals are garbage. There's no doubt about that. Um, but every division's got one, one bottom dwelling. I, I, actually, I should say that. The American League East, the American League East, doesn't have the last place team is better than the nationals, but I believe the top is better than the American league East top. Um, But yeah, the American league East might have, be the only division without at least one dog in it. Uh, But back to the national league East, the Braves are the class of the division still. Um, Without Edwin Diaz, I question whether the Mets will lose games in the bullpen. Robertson looked great yesterday, but it's not the same as when Diaz is there shut just shutting shit down. Um, if Diaz was there healthy, I would say the Mets will go get the Braves this year. Um, but he's not. So I'm going to say the Braves will win the division, and the Braves will be in the mid-90s and wins. I believe the Mets will be – in the mid-90s, it wins. The, the Braves may – actually, the Braves will probably be like 97, 98. The Mets will probably be like 95, 96, somewhere in there. Uh, the Phillies, I think, will be in the high 80s. I think people are a little over the moon with the Phillies getting caught up. They're forgetting the fact that they had a play out of their ass just to make the playoffs last year. To steal the last playoff spot, they had a fight tooth and nail down to the last day, and now everybody's thinking picking them to win. You know, I I know they got hot, but they got a break. Let's not get it twisted. Scherzer was hurt, and Degrom was hurt, and the Mets had no pitchers. You know, and we had no Marte. So the Padres got us. And then they got to play the Padres. And the it, it, yeah. The, the Phillies got lucky. They had good matchups. They got lucky until they got to the World Series and then the Astros took them out. That being said, Wheeler's a beast. I think Nola is not a big game guy. I don't I don't like I, I don't like Nola in big games. And after that, their their starting pitching's very questionable. Um, I know Taiwan is there, but you know, we've seen Taiwan Walkers, Met fans look great and then he he does not handle adversity in game very well. Um, he's kind of very much like Stephen Matz was. The second things start to go the wrong way, he it's it's like quicksand. <laughs> it's like quicksand. It's the deep shit, shit You know, he fights it and goes deeper and deeper into it, and he falls apart. So the Phillies are not going to compete with the Mets and Braves. They will make the playoffs, but they're not going to compete with the Mets and Braves. Phillies will be third place. The Marlins will compete with the Phillies for fourth place, but I don't think they've got enough enough hitting, and I I don't know if the bullpen's going to hold up. They didn't really do much in the bullpen. And I think at times the bullpen will let them down. So I'm going to pick the Phillies over the Marlins. And then, like I said, the Nats, we're not even going to talk about. There's nobody on that team worth talking about. The 31-year-old rookie Joey Manessas is their best player. And, and that's not worth talking about. American League Central. This is where it gets interesting. Um, the Cardinals I'm gonna pick the Cardinals over the Brewers because the Brewers just aren't gonna hit enough, I don't think. I think there's gonna be days where the Brewers blow up and the Brewers are gonna get have hot streaks and then they're gonna go completely cold. but I kind of feel like the Cardinals are gonna be that way too. I don't like the Cardinals pitching at all. I do like the Brewers pitching. I think it's going to be a super close race, but I think it's going to be a close race of kind of mediocre teams. Um, Mid-80s and wins, like 84, 85 wins. And I think the Cardinals will edge them out just because it's in their pedigree. Um, although none of these guys that are on that team, I, I may rethink that. It's not in their pedigree. These guys are just a bunch of Dillons and Tylers out there. The, the, the Central, AL Central Division is where white bread and mayonnaise go to play baseball. I could tell you that, man. Holy moly. Um, <laughs> so I personally would love to see the Brewers edge out the Cardinals because. I got nothing for the Cardinals. But I believe the Cardinals have a couple of better players than the Brewers. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Third place, I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Pirates. I know everybody wants to think the Cubs have something going there. They don't have anything going there. The Cubs are kind of trash. And if I have to say it, I'm gonna say it. They're white trash. They are the uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> they are the trailer park softball team. The Cubs. Um, I think the Cubs will will not be a 500 team. I think the Pirates will finish in third place in that division with like 79 wins. I think the Cubs will finish fourth with like. 77 wins, and then the Reds will finish fifth with like 72 wins. Um, although the Reds, if they get any injuries at all to good players, like if India gets hurt again, I, I they're one good player, I guess. If India misses any time, the Cubs, the, the Reds could absolutely lose 100 games. Um, but my sleeper pick to be better than people think are the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. I think that team's got a little bit more edge to them. They did a nice job of adding a couple of veterans. I like the adding of Carlos Santana to that team. Um, I think Key Brian Hayes is going to take a step forward this year. I think O'Neill Cruz is going to be a little bit better. That, I think that team's going to have – you know, if Reynolds does okay, he gets his contract thing settled, I think they're gonna be okay. Having Rich Hill on that team will help. Um, the Pirates will be better than people think. They're actually they're actually pointing in the right direction. And that's a team that in that division, they could find themselves five, six games out of first come the trade deadline. Maybe the Pirates say, Hey, let's take a swing that we can make the playoffs this year. They make a move. They add at the trade deadline for a change. Maybe they could do something sneaky and steal the division. They're my sleeper pick to do something there. It won't take much in the central for anybody to get hot for a stretch and then say, I'm going to add a piece because I can win this damn thing. And that could be any one of these five teams, But because I don't think any of them are really good. So it's wide open. I'm going to go Cardinals, Brewers, Pirates, Cubs, Reds. NL West, I don't think it's going to be competitive. I think the Padres are going to win this thing. But I don't – well, I take that back because I don't think the Padres are as good as everybody's making them out to be. I do think the Padres will outlast the Dodgers but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Um, I don't like the Dodger lineup top to bottom. The top of the Dodger lineup is great. The bottom, not so much. And I don't know if their pitching staff is as deep as it needs to be to be competitive. But I also question the Padres. Blake Snell has been up and down. Musgrove is up and down. Darvish is up and down. And last year, Darvish and Snell had really good years. And so did Musgrove. Like all of these guys who have been kind of mediocre have shown flashes of being good, but also mostly mediocre, flashed good last year. That doesn't mean they're going to flash good again this year. Um, That being said, they do have the best lineup. And I think that's going to win a lot of games for him. However, um, you know, that's mediocre pitching makes everything, you know, makes, makes for games. Even when you hit score six, seven runs, sometimes you're going to lose. I don't think they're going to run away and hide. I think the Padres will win upper 90 games. The Dodgers will win probably low 90 games Um, after that. I like what the D-backs are doing. I like Zach Gallen. After that, the pitching's, Mel Kelly, were, you know, it gets kind of sketchy. there. Their bullpen's kind of meh. Um, Diamondbacks will probably be around a 500 team. I think the Giants will probably be around a 500 team. And that's only if Hanager actually Gets onto the field and plays. He's already hurt. Um, and if and if Hanniger doesn't play, the the Giants will be below five hundred. Um, the Rockies, I think, are terrible. They have German Herman Mar- <coughs> Marquez pitched a great game last night. I think he's a solid pitcher, but one good pitcher isn't really enough to to do it. I think the Rockies will lose close to hundred games if not 100 games, they're not very good at all. Um, So I think the six playoff teams are pretty clear in the National League. It's Mets, Braves, Phillies, Brewers or Cardinals, whoever you like in the Central, whichever one of those teams. I like the Cardinals. Is four. Padres-Dodgers is six. Uh, I would be hard-pressed to find a seventh team in there. You could argue maybe whoever came in second in the central could could catch the Phillies or the Dodgers. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think last year when the Phillies were terrible for the first three months of the season, like god-awful, the Brewers couldn't put them away. Now the Phillies are better, and the Brewers are marginally better, but they're not going to catch. So those are going to be your six playoff teams. How, what happens in the playoffs is a matter of health, right? If the Mets pitchers, if Scherzer and Verlander are healthy, it'd be hard to bet against the Mets in any short series because you've got two studs right if they're not healthy you know the Braves have decent pitching and and home run power throughout their lineup the Padres have okay pitching and a really deep lineup that can hurt you in multiple ways i know everybody's fashionable pick is the Padres to win everything I don't see it. I don't see their pitchers holding up against either the Mets or the Braves pitching. The Cardinals are not even in a discussion. They don't get a table with the big boys. Uh, I don't believe the Dodgers pitching is deep enough, and I certainly don't think their lineup is deep enough to match up with any of the Eastern teams. The Phillies only have two pitchers. I think Harper being out for half the season, losing Hoskins, The Phillies aren't going to compete. So now you've got Mets, Braves, Padres. You can throw them up in the air. I think the Mets or Braves are going to be your National League champion. Um, It's hard to make a call on whether guys will be healthy at the end of the season, especially when you're looking at a 40-year-old pitcher and a 37- or 38-year-old pitcher. I think the Mets will be smart about it because you don't have to – Extend those guys too far, but losing Diaz really hurts. Now, the one thing we do know is that the Mets owner will add pieces if he feels that we are close at the trade deadline. If the Mets are in the hunt and they're missing, you know, and it starts to look like we're missing a piece, guys become available. The Mets will absolutely add a piece if it makes sense. Um, And we've got some pieces. So it could get interesting. So as we sit here right now, um, I'm going to say the Braves. But I will say that if the Mets add a piece or two, the Mets go get a closer, the Mets go get another starter, that the Mets possibly could dethrone the Braves and hedge. And then I believe the National League team, whether it be the Braves or the Mets, will beat the Mariners in the World Series. I, I don't see it any other way. Um, that's, that's it for our baseball preview. Um, I hope everybody has a great season. I hope I enlightened you a little bit. There's not many wild picks here. I guess the Mariners winning the American League is kind of a hot take. Um, but I'm not here for hot takes. I'm here for just telling it like I sees it. Um, my sleepers, like I said, I think the, the Pirates will be better than people think. Um, I think the Yankees will be worse than people think. I think uh, – what else? What else What else is going to happen out here? I think the Grom still only throws 20 games. Um, and then we can discuss about whether the Angels are actually going to let Otani play out this contract. Because it looks like the Angels are going to probably fall out of contention well before the trade deadline. So the question is, what is Otani worth in a trade to a team that have first negotiating rights? What do you give up to get Otani this season? And then first negotiating rights. That could be the most talked about to nauseam thing that you're going to find in baseball this year. Now, would the Mets sell out their whole farm for Otani? That's a damn good question. It could be very interesting. Um, They have pieces. So um, that obviously would change everything. Um And that goes for any team. If the Angels unload Otani to somebody mid-season or, you know, at the trade deadline, whoever acquires Otani obviously feels that they're in contention and they're going to give up a lot to get them. They become a major factor in what's going to happen here, right? So – do the Yankees become the Yankees again? They haven't been the Yankees. They haven't spent like the Yankees in a long time. Do the Yankees bring in Ohtani? I mean, think about Ohtani hitting a Yankee stadium every Whoo Hoo-wee. Fun. you know, you have the Mets on the other side of town who have a better team around him and have a bigger purse, aren't afraid to spend. That could be major, major interesting situation. So those are the things to watch. You know, everybody was thinking the Angels were going to be in contention for a playoff spot and they would just ride it out. But, I mean, early results are in. One game and they suck. They lost to the A's, who were the stock of baseball. You know, so every year the Angels try to tell us that they're going to be competitive, but they're not. You look at the lineup, it's it goes too deep. You know, Rendon, everybody's like, Rendon is going to be Rendon again. Rendon was kind of, had one season that he was really good. <laughs> he's been Rendon, and now he's had... Seventeen surgeries since his good season. So, what good is he? You know, Red Figo. Come on. I mean, they've got some nice players, and they'll win games here and there. But they're, you know, Tyler Ward. Nobody's getting excited about these guys. The Angels. The Angels are not going to be competitive. They've got some pitchers. They're going to play a bunch of low-scoring games, and they're not. And they're going. You know. Otani threw six innings of shutout ball last night with 10 strikeouts, and the Angels lost to the A's. Like, if you can't beat the A's and he spots you six scoreless, like, you're not going to be competitive. You're not going to be in contention. In a decent division, you're not going to be in touch with anybody. They're going to be closer to the, to the A's than they will be to the playoffs by the end of the season. That's just what it is. All right. I think we've had enough baseball talk for right now. I hope everybody enjoyed this. I hope I made it a little bit interesting for you. Well, there's some spicy takes in there the hot American League Central takes. Uh, But I hope everybody has a great baseball season. I hope whoever you're rooting for does really well. And I hope you come back. We got some more. Scotty Knows Podcast coming your way. Everybody, y'all be safe. I'm out there. Peace. I love y'all.